Welcome to Lost in Menstruation, the podcast with Gemma Barry from the Well Woman Project, the podcast that talks about women's health. So this is part two of my podcast where I'm talking to my client Meg. We had just got up to talking about my potions and herbages. So enjoy part two. So uh, yeah, how, how have you been finding things with like the herbs and stuff? Yeah, I mean, interestingly when I ran out of fuck that shit <laughs> um, for the first time, and I, I think there's a gap and I hadn't seen mm-hmm. you and for a couple of weeks or something. And um, yeah, I, I think I was having a difficult emotional weekend. So that combined without fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember having a bit of a panic attack. So that was interesting to see actually how much, um, you know, how, I guess how fragile and vulnerable my nervous system was around that time. But now I think if I take a few days, if I were to stop fuck that shit for a few days, I don't think I'd have the same response now. So yeah. I think it's in line with where you're at emotionally as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the tinctures, are, I, I mean, I find them really helpful and definitely, I mean, that's all connected to the, I find my digestion is a lot better since I've been seeing you as well. Um, bowel movements, like, much more regular and good. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about shit. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. <laughs> That's one of my questions actually for you about um, the link with the gut and endometriosis because I think that's a huge, um, amazing learning as well. I don't know if you want to say. Yeah, um, well, our guts is like our second brain, isn't it, really? So there's so much, um, so much gravitas to be given to our gut health. Uh, and uh, like working nutritionally and um, is such a big part you know as well as kind of like the lifestyle shifts and stuff so removing certain things out of our lifestyle and stuff that don't serve us can and upset our endocrine system and things like that like you know period products and soaps and shampoos and things uh, the list is universally endless isn't it um, but also like our food and stuff and um, I think we can really forget um, what a key medicine food is uh, and it, you know we might well not even notice that we have symptoms around food anymore and I know when I was chatting to you last week actually you were saying that with like because um, corona's like thrown us all into a little bit of a tiz was in terms of being able to get the food we normally have or not eating the same way or different times and all of that kind of thing like it's it's really noticeable now to you um the effect that like wheat and gluten and dairy and stuff is now having on your body um whereas like prior to the work like well most people don't even notice that that has any effect because they're just used to feeling like shit um and it's not until you take those things away and give your body a break from it that you realize um how big a part it actually plays in your health would you say it's kind of true for you yeah absolutely um yeah when when you encouraged me to stop wheat and dairy that's had a huge impact on Mm on yeah my sort of digestion and and pain really and I think actually I it's made me realize more how much pain I've tolerated over 20 plus years yeah but used to it I just thought oh this is part of you know this is what happens when I eat I feel pain and when I have periods I have pain and just get on with it and so I think I've got a high threshold for that which I just learned to ignore but actually 
a big part of my work as a therapist, especially doing sort of mindfulness-based practice. And um, I mean, I, I do uh, core process psychotherapy from the Karuna Institute and a huge, you know, uh, part of the ethos there is connecting to the body and being, you know, becoming more in touch and more aware of um, what's going on for us in the moment as it's happening. Feelings kind of led to ignore, which is not really very good for my work really I mean it's, it's made me more you know it's just increased my sensitivity and awareness really about the body and how important it is to be yeah aware and tend to pain girls would be painful that's part of life get used to it just get out there and run outside and get on with it and yeah yeah it meant to be painful so true. Really. so true like that so such a really good point actually that you raised about having pain in the body and just putting up with it because that's you just think that's the norm um like that's really that's such a big deal for so many people yeah so how would you say about uh periods like you know um just putting up with pain and stuff in your body how how long did you kind of ignore that and um and kind of put up with it for I think I mean I remember in school um back in the uh well yeah late 80s early 90s I remember you know, we, we didn't even wear shorts or skirts for PE. We wore knickers, you know, navy blue knickers and a vest top. And I wrote my teacher, Mrs. Lynch, God bless her heart, <laughs> saying, you know, I remember saying I've got period pain. I just, I can't run around, I can't move. And she was like, get outside the field, get your hockey stick, you know, start slamming people's shins. You know, she didn't say that. But, you know, I, we were told to just get on with it all the time. Yeah. And there was, again, he's still there. Um, yeah, so, but, um, I don't know, I think we just were told I just remember thinking, oh, this pain, this is normal. And then, and then that feeling almost not being a pain, it was almost just like, oh, this is just a feeling in my body. But it, it, I'm, I have to say I'm one of the fortunate few women who have endo that has not, you know, I've never fainted from endo. I've never vomited from endo. You know, I, I really, my heart goes out to anyone who has experienced that, especially with asthma, especially, I think that's even more um severe symptoms so I feel lucky in that way but I just I feel sort of I almost want to hug the younger me that just put up with this for 20 years and didn't know what it was yeah yeah mm. thought it was normal now I can eat a meal and not feel overwhelmed or like oh god I can't move or you know yeah 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 it's uh that in itself is such a, a massive point yeah just what we what we put up with because we think it's um it's the norm and that's such a big part of my message I think is uh, <laughs> breaking that out and saying yeah really really isn't the norm to feel those ways at all cool so uh how long have you been um having treatments now with me and what's the improvements and stuff that you've noticed so I've seen you since August 2019 and I've seen you I think once a month since then yeah and yeah I've noticed a lot of improvements with again you know a pain reduction hugely um and um after eating not feeling so bloated and overwhelmed and just miserable pain after every meal and yeah. that's been really nice um bowel movements are regular <laughs> big win um, <laughs> <laughs> um and um oh gosh what else yeah, no, I think the tinctures have really helped as well. But yeah, cutting out dairy for me has been the biggest difference I've noticed. The regularity of it has really helped as well. The kind of consistency of doing the daily self-care practice and 
um, daily tinctures and coming to see you once a month it just keeps I feel like I keep on top of um things ticking up you know it's I think it's like the the guy that you recommended me for the back um oh yeah Bruce the, yeah <laughs> Bruce yeah what's his job title again I can't remember what he's, he's the back um osteopath sorry yeah. yeah and he was saying it's all you know about piping <laughs> which I thought was a really good way of putting it where he said you know yoga is also really important for endo and yeah um helping all the pipes to you know with endo the pipes almost get kind of clogged up so you just need yeah. to kind of keep keep them flowing I guess <laughs> that's yeah, a good yeah. way to <laughs> yeah it is he he's uh, he's definitely got away with words as Bruce <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's uh yeah that's really interesting um and how easy has it been in terms of food because I get so many people like they're just like oh don't tell me I've got to be vegan or don't tell me I've got to stop eating stuff I like like how how easy has it been in terms with the food and stuff like that because that's a really big part for people yeah I mean my heart goes out you know shout out to all women around the world with endo right now during this COVID-19 virus because I think getting the right foods for this condition is particularly challenging yeah um so I really feel for people because I've struggled a bit myself but I'm sure other people are struggling a lot more so um but yeah I mean I can't find organic meat for love or money so yeah. uh, I'm actually kind of now being forced into well not I mean that's a terrible thing to say forced into vegetarianism that's a ridiculous thing to say it's a horribly yucky privileged thing to say but um yeah I suppose I'm not eating meat <laughs> let's put it that yeah. way um, and I ha- I mean I have been cutting down on my on meat anyway and pretty much vegetarian at times vegan some days quite vegan <laughs> yeah, yeah. but overall not, I wouldn't class myself in that way just yet I still have occasional organic uh, chicken um, and occasionally um, uh, fish that might you know that's not farmed that's yeah. you know, wild I think that's a, but other than that yeah. I, I don't really eat meat anymore um, but yeah and food um yeah I mean I'm, I've you've now got me onto oat milk which I now love but I, I didn't for a long time so it's a lot of kind of um challenging myself to get used to you know new tastes and things but yeah. um I feel so much better for having oat milk or almond milk or rice milk I think that's the thing um, once you start to feel better with it you can kind of see the point um and I think uh, that's that's a really big part of like nutrition and stuff but also I, I feel it's opened up new doors. Like I eat differently now um, for sure, but like I eat a more varied diet um, because I'm forever looking for different ways in which to use vegetables or, um, you know, just create different meals and um, things like that, that keep you interested and you're not feeling like you have a massive list of can'ts. Um, yeah. Because I think that's it's really important. If you just feel like you can't eat anything, you won't stick to it. That's I think why diets don't necessarily work because it's all like don't eat this, you can't eat that, you know, blah blah blah. Whereas actually, if you think, well, I can eat anything I want, but I choose to eat this way um, because it makes me feel better. Like that helps you keep pretty much on the straight and narrow with it. Um, and I'm not strict when it comes to things like that. If we all fall off the wagon, we all do it. Like it's not. Yeah um it's not the end of the world but I think once you've given your time given your body time to have a break from all of that stuff you feel less inclined to eat a whole loaf of bread <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. it's gonna make you feel really shit 
Yeah, and actually, again, during this virus um, situation, I'm, I just went through for some reason well not for some reason because you explained last week what carbs you know that carbs um help calm the nervous system which is yeah. i never before but i was eating so much bread that first week yeah. during isolation and i or, and lots of white rice like white tons of white rice late at night jasmine rice yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah all kinds of stuff um and, and it's true it was calming me down but i could just i was eating it felt like by the bucket load so <laughs> um but yeah. yeah all that stuff is you know, it didn't make me feel better. So I'm now kind of getting back to a better balanced. Um, yeah. I think there are so many um, interesting and flavorful, delicious things that we can eat, you know, even with these restrictions. I think, you know, my friend, my vegan friend, Danny, I mean, she, she's really opened my eyes to all the different things that you can have as a vegan. And, and it's, mm. she always makes really delicious looking meals. And so there's loads. We just need to be a bit creative and a bit imaginative yeah. with Oh, we put things together but yeah it's, yeah. it's uh it's definitely um really important to have that variety because otherwise i think when boredom sets in it can be really tricky with um with diet and stuff yeah absolutely and also just allowing ourselves to also have treats as well because it's not about you know don't eat you know i mean i have dark chocolate occasionally and you know i don't know you Day- know i talk about them yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. again that's wheat isn't it and that's processed food so you know just have to be mindful about the i guess the amount it's, it's balance at the end of the day isn't it so. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. cool um any questions that you've got for me meg um I, i'm curious about where did you find misanthropy originally and how did you find it i mean how did you experience it yourself so uh my it was a bit of a meandering scenic route um but i um like you like every woman i've ever met really had been putting up with periods that were just eye-wateringly awful for um many years and had been i'd been on and off the pill um you know all sorts of things and i just thought this is this is just not getting any better and i don't really understand what's going on and I'm not being heard like I go to the doctors that I like, just go on the pill and right, I don't want to go on the pill I'm bored of this like repeating conversation all the time um and uh I had a cyst that um was misdiagnosed for 10 years it sounds incredible but that's <laughs> that's what happened and Persephone grew to the size of a melon and uh so I oh. had to have it removed yeah and um Wow. So uh, that's when I found out I had uh, endo and adeno and fibroids. And um, yeah. and prior to this, I'd been starting to do some work around my cycle. Um, and I'd, I'd, um, I'd reached out and trained in Mazan um, and had been implementing all of these things into my sort of practice um, of trying to deal with my periods myself. Um, yeah. And uh, I trained to be, um, I was doing all my training to be herbalist and stuff at that time. Um, So I could basically treat myself. That's why I was doing it all. Um, But inadvertently kind of set up the Well Woman project in the meantime, because I'm like, well, if I can do this, it must be, this must be available to other women. And then I realized it kind of wasn't. Um, So uh, yeah, I I did all the training for the herbalism and the Mizan and um I basically just used the self-care massage on me uh, and then got 
treatments for my friend who lives in Yorkshire of all places um, that would go up and see her you know every couple of months or whatever um, and have treatments we do treatment swaps together but um, yeah so that's kind of how I fell into it and um, then when I started practicing on on women I was just like Jesus this is like really profound Um, and uh yeah it was a a key part in my kind of healing and stuff when I went back to um to see my surgeon she was like so basically you need to have a hysterectomy or um you need to start hormones and I was like yeah I don't really want either of those that's kind of a rock and a hard place for me because I can't have the hormones because they're contraindicated and I'm not having a hysterectomy that's ridiculous and she said to me well I'll see you back here in 10 years because you'll be begging for me to take everything away um we're four years in (laughs) I'm the healthiest I've ever felt (laughs) Uh, yeah so threatening thing to say that you know you'll be back in my office in 10 years I know must have really I mean it must have made you angry but also worried as well um yeah I think just because of my nurse's training I just thought just being an arrogant egotistical um bit of a twat really um I mean it was a woman as well uh which I think kind of makes it worse in a way um but you know, surgeons, they just cut things out of you. They just see that as their kind of road to recovery. Um, so I don't hold it against her, but I was really cross and, and I'm really grateful to my, um, to my nursing. Cause I just thought, no, there, there is other ways like health, health isn't just this. Um, and like, I know I can always go back if I want to. Um, but once I agree to having these things chopped out, I can't undo it. Um, and I had a really like earnest conversation with her prior to my surgery. She's like, oh, we'll just chop the ovary off and the, the cyst and everything because you're not going to have kids. You don't need it. <laughs> and I was like, I was born with two. I want to wake up with two. So I said, unless it's absolutely necessary, I said, you will just cut the cyst off of it and leave the ovary intact. Um, yeah. She did do. Um, but was completely surprised as to why I'd ask that. She's like, why <laughs> and I'm like yeah. because I want both of them they both do things that are important in my body so yeah definitely. yeah and just for anyone I guess listening to this who's listening for the first time and doesn't know what endo and adeno is or the differences can you explain just briefly I know it's a huge thing but <laughs> uh, no it well it is but um so endo they're very similar um in their kind of makeup but um Adenomyosis is when the um, endometrial tissue, so the lining of your womb, is growing on the outside of your uterus. So it's within the pelvic space. And this is why it can migrate around the body because it can get into the bloodstream and stuff like that. Um, Mm. Whereas adenomyosis is um, endometrial tissue that grows into the uh, muscles of the uterus. So it's, it's completely contained within the uterus. Um, and, uh, yeah, symptoms and stuff can be quite similar. Um, but yeah, that they're same, same, but different, if that makes sense. So quite similar, but just, um, in different places and, you know, adenomosis isn't found outside and, uh, outside the uterus is it's growing into the muscle. So, um, yeah, those are the, the key differences of the two really. And last question is what, what would you like? 
like everyone to know about what you do as your in your business as sound therapist well i think my biggest key message is that periods don't have to hurt and putting up with crap periods for 20 odd years like we've both done is just unnecessary also i think my key message then and you highlighted this earlier so beautifully is that you will absolutely be heard here and given time and space in which to talk and really process through stuff because you can't do that in 10 minutes in a GP surgery you know um, our our medical system doesn't have the time sadly anymore and um, that's a big part of my work is giving you space in which to work this stuff out um and you know find find your place of healing too like it's not all just me going oh take this do that do the other thing but also giving you space to be heard and talk it through and find your path with it because every woman is different every woman that I work with is slightly different she's a different set of variables different set of needs and wants and you know symptoms so um I have to be open and facilitate that space to serve each person individually um, and that's that's a massive part of my work which is an amazing thing and i'm sure a lot of people are really grateful for what you do um oh. and that actually that was my ultimate question <laughs> <I've got one laughs> more question um which is about i mean uh, this is a bit of a sort of i guess selfish question but um because about my style of endo which is the sort of silent variety I, mean, I don't have extreme pain like a lot of women with endo and know how mm. what would you what would you say to women that have um yeah fewer symptoms or because I, I guess what I'm worried about is I my body is not telling me how severe it is I mean my surgeon said oh you have you know quite severe endometriosis even though you you weren't aware of having it so yeah just wondering if you've got any thoughts about that as well yeah I mean um the grading system in which endo is given, <clears throat> uh, you know, you have grade one to grade five or mild to moderate to severe or whatever, uh, doesn't always correlate with um, with symptoms. In fact, uh, you know, some women can, can be grade five and not have so much or some women mm. can be grade one and have really severe, um, severe pain and things like that. Uh, yeah. my, my takeaway from that is, um, it really like charting is so important for understanding mm. your body and what your period is up to because your period it's not there to just ruin your pants it's it is like a calling card of our overall health so if we don't know what our symptoms are um mm. then how the hell can we know what's going on in our body so um people can say things to me like oh you know i sometimes get headaches or uh, I sometimes get this stabby pain or I sometimes get this, but, and I, and I'll ask them, you know, is that every month or whatever? And then oh, I don't really know. So once we start charting and we start seeing, um, the pattern of that, we see that actually it is every month and it's bang on maybe ovulation or it's, uh, the second day of their period or, you know, and, and then that really flags up. Well, then this is why this is going on. So, um, being the expert in your own like cycle, not just your period, but your whole cycle is so important um, because it gives us those clues. Nothing happens in our bodies randomly. Right. Uh, there's always a reason for whatever is going on. So um, 
you know it might not be that you get pain but you might get really bad digestional problems um from like bloating and uh you know food related stuff like that which may have been missed as ibs for example um yeah, and, yeah very uh, common um, yeah yeah that's really common so yeah charting and being the expert in your body is mm. so important which like that's my freebie on my um website when you sign up for my newsletter you get the chart and you get a free course on like how to fill it all out and what you're looking for and all of that stuff so you can um you can be the expert in starting to find your own patterns um because there will be patterns uh and that's what we need to that's how you will know like what's going on for you is by watching yourself basically yeah wow it's amazing and and also just to add that i know we've said the word tincture and again there might be people that are listening to this and don't know what a fucker tincture is because <laughs> 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 I, I only knew about tinctures just from you but i'd never heard of a tincture before yeah, yeah. It's this sort of cocktail of um well not well, there's some alcohol in there actually but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, my foul tasting yeah. potions mostly <laughs> um but yeah it's a bunch of herbs isn't it that are very much um i guess designed as a as a combination um to support a particular thing in the body is that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh the tincture like you can do this in various ways it can be teas and um decoctions and stuff like that but uh tinctures are, are soaked in alcohol um mm. as they're because alcohol uh, helps them last for a long time as well but it helps to like get all of the goodness out of the plant um mm. and so that like when that's strained off you're just left with the <clears throat> the goodness of the plant in that alcoholic um solution basically which you then take as drops so you're not sat down and having a, a wine glass full it's just like a teaspoon if that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 wow so i'm sure um we're kind of going to like sort of tim ferris joe rogan length podcast now. yeah that's all right don't worry <laughs> <laughs> people will be checking out by now yeah <laughs> it's um, really super interesting and really grateful for all your um insight and words and yeah oh you're very welcome well it's been absolute pleasure talking to you meg um and thanks so much for your time and um yeah uh, i look forward to seeing you again soon yeah definitely <laughs> thanks again no worries thanks so much bye goodbye thanks so much for tuning in please come and find me on the socials Facebook page, The Wellwoman Project, Instagram, Wellwoman Project, and my website, thewellwomanproject.com.